Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. God is good. And the devil can go straight to hell, but not you. No, you're prepared for glory. Amen. God is so good to us. Thank you, Lord. Um, Tonight I want to just talk about the glory of God. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. We're going to go to ex-Ephesians. Ephesians chapter, Ephesians chapter 3, I am going to kind of take a break from our walk through the Gospels tonight. I was really just encouraged by this scripture again and what it means for us, and I believe that it's a pertinent word for all of us here tonight, and some of us in a very specific way. But before we do that, sometimes newspaper editors state the obvious, and these are some Headlines that do. If strike isn't settled quickly, it may last a while. War dims hope for peace. Cold wave linked to temperatures. Child's death ruins couple's holiday. <laughs> Shouldn't have shared that one. Blind woman gets new kidney from dad she hasn't seen in years. (laughs) Man is fatally slain. Something went wrong in jet crash, experts say. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Grammar often botches other headlines. (laughs) Miners refuse to work after death. (laughs) Milk drinkers are turning to powder. Quarter of a million Chinese live on water. Stiff opposition expected to casketless funeral plan. All right. Iraqi head seeks arms. All right. But to God be the glory. Now to him, Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able, say who is able. Who is able. Who is a, who's he that is able? Who is he who is able? Yeah, that's always the, the, the right answer. That's the default, right? If you're, if you're in church, it's Jesus, just in case. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. I like the way the Amplified says it. takes it into all that we dream of or ever imagine. According to the power that works in us. Verse 21 To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations. You know what that means? This generation's in that all generations, isn't it? To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations. Why don't we say to him be glory? All right. Yes, this is our our generation. Forever 
and ever. Amen. 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 God can. God can. He's able. It speaks of his ability. And anyway, as we, we progress a little more, it says that he can do exceedingly abundantly. Everybody say, God can do more. So we know he's able, but now we also understand that there's abundance with him. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all. And then it says that we could ask, ask or think according to the power that works in us. So God can. There's the ability. God can do more. <laughs> exceedingly, abundantly. Above all, there's the abundance. And according to the power that works in us or through us, God can do more through us, which speaks of advantage. You have an advantage because it's God working in you. Now, I'd like to jump over to an Old Testament scripture that says, uh, it's Isaiah chapter 43, and we'll start reading in verse 16. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together, they shall not rise. They are extinguished, they are quenched like a wick. Wow. Now, this is speaking of the time when Israel was stuck between a, a sea and an army that was pounding down upon them from behind. That was Pharaoh and his army after they had been miraculously delivered from the tyranny of Egypt, from slavery, from bondage. 400 years, and now they're coming out by God's, through God's miraculous powers, through his signs and wonders. And now they get to the Red Sea, and here they stand before this sea, and they turn around and they see that Pharaoh has changed his mind, and they're coming after him hard. I mean, they are coming quick. And they're closed in on all sides, and so now they begin to panic. But in Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13, let's read this if we can. Exodus 14 and verse 13, and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, stand still. Well, what else can we do, Moses? We're kind of stuck. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Wow. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Now to him who is able. This truth alone is powerful, isn't it? That God is able. The truth inspires hope for all of us that God can. And it's vital to always remember this, especially when you're facing difficulties and problems that are beyond your pay grade. They're beyond your own ability to resolve or to fix. Because when you know that God is able, it opens your life to a whole other reality. Um, you can live in total confidence and full assurance every day of your life, uh, despite the circumstantial evidence. Many people wait on the circumstantial evidence before they give Him the glory. But we as people of faith always give Him glory, despite the circumstances. Amen. Because we know that they are subject to change. We know that the troubles that we're facing today are subject to change. That's the biggest weakness with your problems. They are temporary. They're subject to change. But His ability is forever. And his power for you is forever. That there, there's nothing that's too hard. There's nothing too big. There's nothing too far gone. There's nothing too high. There's nothing too low. There's nothing impossible. Why? Because God can. That's right. Yeah. 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 Thank you. 
Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Everybody say, God can do more. He can do more. Now let's jump down to verse 18 of Isaiah 43. I'm going to continue to read in this great chapter. It says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God can do more. I mean, he's make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That means he can do more. I like this, though. It says, shall you not know it? Shall you not know it? In other words, this is going to happen. You're going to experience this up close and personal. You shall know this. You shall know this new thing. You shall know what I can do and my ability to do more for you. I know where you are right now, but this isn't the sum total of your life. God sees right where you are. And I thank God that he meets us where, he, where we are, but he doesn't leave us where we are. Amen. He takes us on to more. That's why the Christian experience is one of under, understanding that God can and he can do more. So we, we never get satisfied where we are. You know, we're content, but not satisfied. All right. You keep this, this continual um, uh, spiritual irritation. Anybody know what I'm talking about tonight? This continual spiritual irritation that what you see is not everything. There's something inside you that tells you there's more for you. There's more for you. There's more for you. You've got to look. You've got to understand there is more and not settle for just where you are. There was a time in history when the country of Spain, they, had, uh, thought, they thought that there was nothing but a vast expanse of water beyond them. Uh, just a, a shoreless ocean, a mystery never to be solved. I mean, they're the great southwestern peninsula of Europe, and so it juts out between two seas, um, as does no other country on, on that continent. And so they prided themselves at this time on the supposed fact that their country was the last point of solid land on the earth westward. And they adopted this Latin phrase, which is ne plus ultra, ne plus ultra as their national motto, motto and it means the highest point or nothing beyond, the highest point or nothing beyond. In order to give prominence to this idea, they actually inscribed this phrase on their coins, ne plus ultra. No more to see. There's no more to discover. We are the last greatest discovery. Until an Italian sailor boarded a ship called the Santa Maria and proved otherwise. Now that they had learned that there absolutely was something more than uh, beyond where they were, now they find themselves in this juxtaposition. Hmm. We know now that there is more, but there, that this is our national motto. We've prided ourselves, we've identified, our, identified ourselves with this phrase. We're it. But they finally did modify that motto. They changed it from ne plus ultra to just plus ultra, which means there's more. There's more. There's more for you to learn. There's more for you to know. So much more, my family. For you to experience with God. God can do more. More than you ask. More than you dream. More than you think. More than you can imagine. Don't say that there's nothing more for you when there is. Don't buy into the lie that this is as good as it's going to get for me. Drop the nays from your life. Drop the nays from your thinking, from your speaking, and from your believing. The Bible tells you that God can absolutely do more. 
He tells you that so that you will believe for that. That you'll believe for more. So that you'll ask for more. So you'll think more, 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 more. God can do more. Say that with me. God can do more. Let's go back to verse 20 of Ephesians chapter 3. God is able, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Now say this with me. God can do more through us. He really can. He can do so much more through you. He loves you. You may hear like NASCAR. Okay. Football. Of course you like football. Did y'all watch the race, the horse race on Saturday? That was sad. Or the Stars game on Tuesday night? Okay. These are some tough times. Some tough times. So I suggest turn to NASCAR. <laughs> well, by the way, I just have a quick testimony. My grandmother, my dad's mom, Grandma Holler, who is the reason why we're all in ministry today. Um, I've told you this before, but I want to remind you, if you just happen to have a grandmother who is praying for you, and you're trying to run from that, you might as well just give up because your grandma's going to win. You're praying, Mama. You're praying, Grandma. You don't stand a chance. Amen. That, that desire to stray is going away. Amen. But she, um, she was put in the hospital on Sunday. She's 88 years old. She'll be 89 in August. And um, she, was, she had a heart attack on Sunday. And so she was rushed to the hospital in Ardmore. And um, not doing great. And then Monday, she had two more heart attacks. And so she was confused. She didn't know, you know, who some of the people were that were in the room with her. So my mom calls and says, you, you know, um, I'm just letting you know you might want to come see Grandma. Because, I don't know, since she was 80, she's been saying, I just want to go to sleep and wake up in heaven. So eight years later... She's still saying, I want to go to sleep. I don't know why God still has me here. I just want to, I just don't want to, why do I keep waking up? Because she's really lived a, a full life and experienced a lot of awesome things. But we want her here. And we certainly don't want her suffering. So um, I went up yesterday and um, yesterday morning and my, uh, Derek and Jennifer showed up there. And, and Grandma was, was kind of mumbling a little bit, couldn't really understand what she was saying. But man, she started eating. I mean, she was eating everything that they brought to her. And um, so as the days progress and we're watching her as she eats and she's drinking everything that, that she possibly can, she's just getting a little bit stronger all the time. Until today when uh, the doctor called my uncle and said, uh, we're releasing your mom, you need to come get her. <laughs> and he's like, I can't come get her right now. I'm in Denton, Texas. I can't. And, and he said, well, she'll be ready. So she's getting, she probably already is released now from Sunday and Monday having terrible days, and here it is Wednesday, and she got out of the hospital. God is able to do more. And we, we laid our hands on her. Of course, we prayed for her, but thinking that this was probably it, but it's not it. You've got to just continue to believe that there's more and that his power is at work in you and through you. Back to NASCAR. During the, the race, the driver is in his car, 
and he's alone, but he's not alone in the race. He's in there, and he's the one that's driving the car, but there's a team, and there's this pit crew that is working with him as well. And from inside the car, he can't see everything that he needs to see to have a successful race. So he's depending on other eyes. And, and his view is limited to just the position uh, that he is in his car. He relies heavily on information that comes to him from his team. And uh, so he's connected to them by this radio headset. And so he has this man, this team manager, the crew chief, and the spotter who are talking to the driver all during the race. And the driver relies on these three individuals in order for him to have a successful race and the proper perspective as he's driving as fast as he can. And then when he needs to make a pit stop, how many more laps to go, as well as them encouraging him along the way. He knows that without that vital guidance in this race, that he has no chance of winning. So you're not alone in your life. I know sometimes you feel like you are desperately (laughs) ostracized from the world, but you're not. God sees things as they are, and he's with you every step of the way. And as you plan your way, just know this, the Lord is going to order your steps. You need to know him, to acknowledge him in all your ways. And he guarantees that he will direct your paths. It's in that relationship that you'll find a great partnership with God. You'll find God work, you and God working together, his power at work in you. God longs to demonstrate his love and his power in your life to you and through you. Your physical eyes can only see what they see. But faith in him gives you that other perspective. It gives you that victorious perspective. That's, you know, your eyes, are, that's good on one level. But what can they do about the things that you can't see? And you need more than just the ability to observe your surroundings. You need the power to change what your eyes can see. So God's power working through you is more powerful than any circumstances, difficulties, or challenges that you're facing right now or that you will face. God's word shows you and I life as it can be. You see that continual potential that's there, who you really are, what you can truly have, who he is in your life. And faith in his word is what releases that power to be at work in your life through you to change things as they are into things as they should be. Amen. God can do more through you. He really can. He can. Hasn't he proven it before? Because if he has, then he has to do it again. Because his faithfulness doesn't change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So you have two things that are chasing you down all the time. They're called goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy are in hot pursuit of your life. So that when you turn around, you still see him. Think about maybe you could think about the failures. You can think about what should have been or what could have done. If you would have just changed this you know, made this decision or done this. But listen, I want you to see things as he sees them. Look back and see, hey, I'm here now because goodness and mercy have been following me. And despite some of the dumb decisions I've made in my life and the dumb places I went and the stupid things I did, I still see goodness and mercy because I'm here right now. Amen. And there's so much more. And God wants to do so much more through you and in you. Amen. I thank God for his power. I thank God for his glory that he is glorified in all generations through this, that he can, that he can do more, and he can do more through you. Everybody say ability. ability. He, God can. There is his ability. You've got to know that first and foremost. But then that he can do more, that there's abundance. Or that there's more. There's more. 
and that he can do more through you, which gives you an advantage in this life. The spirit of the living God, Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go. I'm with you, but I'm going to send the spirit and he will be in you. With you and in you are two different experiences. And that same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you right now. This power is ready all the time to those who are ready to activate it. The only way to activate it is to believe it. It's to believe him. Amen. Let's close our eyes and let's pray for a moment. I want to just ask you tonight, maybe you're in a situation that it's been difficult for you to see there's more. It's been difficult for you to see God's ability. It's been difficult for you uh, to, to know a way, to see a way. And you've kind of found yourself uh, between a rock and a hard place. And th- if that's you, I just want to pray for you right now. Say, Pastor Eric, I need, I need prayer. I need that breakthrough. I need that more than where I am right now. I've been kind of in this stuck place. Thank you, thank you. Father, I thank you right now for being a very present help for these tonight. Lord, that this truth will penetrate. This truth will penetrate into their hearts, their minds, their believing tonight. And it will affect what they say. I know where I am. I see what I see. But I tonight choose to believe God, that God can and that there is more. And that this is not my stopping point. This is not the end. This is not my lot in life. No, I have a God living in me, a God of more than enough, a God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. If he's able, that means he's willing. He's not going to tell me he's able to do it and not be willing to do it. So I choose tonight to believe him, to believe that my circumstances are changing, that there is breakthrough for me in the name of Jesus. There's healing. There is restoration for me. There is an empowerment for me. Amen. There is help for me right now. Thank you, Lord, that though we can't see those ways, you know the ways. You see ways we don't see, and you know ways we don't know because you are the way. So we put our trust in you tonight. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to see beyond what we can see. As your word teaches us, while we look not at the things which are seen, but the things that are not seen. Because the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. And I pray tonight that your people would be encouraged in this truth tonight. That they'll fully embrace it tonight. So that we don't settle, Lord. That we will continue to believe there is always more. We want to see your glory in our lives. Show us your glory in this way. Be glorified in our lives in this way. Thank you, Father God, for wisdom from heaven. As Christ has become wisdom for us, we don't have to go around begging for wisdom. We have wisdom living on the inside of us. Hallelujah. And we access that by faith in God. Thank you, Lord. We have access by faith into this grace in which we stand in hope and hope and hope of the glory of God. Thank you, Lord. We rejoice in hope. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, Tonight, I feel the Lord just also just saying to us tonight, lay down, lay down the, the, the resentment. Just lay it down. Lay down the hurt. Just lay it down. Lay aside that weight. It's not helping us. It's not helping your progress. You'll progress much better. Just lay it down tonight. Just choose to stop focusing on it. Choose to stop letting it 
ruminate in your soul and your thinking. Just, just let it go tonight. Amen. Just let it go tonight. And believe Him. It's not, it's not taking you anywhere anyway. This is just frustrating you. This is clouding your vision. This is clouding your judgment. This is clouding what, what, what is so clear for you to know. But tonight the Lord said, just let it go. Let it go. Choose to forgive. Choose to go forward. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, right now for helping these tonight. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.